Mesechta Saita, Dav Gimel Namadalev, page 3, side 1. So the Gemara says, Al Mokasavri, so we see that Rishlokish and Abayah, they hold the Osur Lekanois, that it is prohibited for a husband to warn his wife, because they said that warning causes anger and um, and uh, disputes. Um, so that means that you're not allowed to do that. So the Gemara asks, And the one that says that it is permissible to the husband to warn, and according to him, we have to say that the words kinui is not uh, from the language of kina and kas of anger. So what is mahul l'shoin kinoi? What is the language of kinoi? The Gemara answers, Amr Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, Bar Yitzchok says, Ein kinoi elo l'shoin hasro. The word kinoi means warning, that he warns his uh, wife, and he says, don't hide into, go into seclusion with that in the individual. V'chein hu aimer, we find so that uh, warning, the word kinui is a lotion of warning, as it says, that Hashem warned uh, in the uh, grasshoppers that uh, they should not destroy the land, Hashem warned them, and He had uh, mercy on His people. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, would say, it says that a person is he transgress a sin in hiding and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem announces of him and it is publicized begolui openly. Like for example, if you have a immodest woman who has a uh, extramarital relationship uh, uh, in hiding, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts into the heart of the husband to warn her and this way this thing will become publicized openly. Shenemar, as the Pasik says, over all of Ruach Kina, it says, and a spirit of Kina will pass him, and then it says Vikina Sishta and he'll warn his wife. Vain Aveda and the language of Vavar when it says Vavarlafrosa that this is a language of announcement, that from the heavens they want to announce about her uh, acts, and therefore, the overall love, it will, in order to publicize, so goes over him a, uh, a, a spirit of kina, the heart of the husband is to uh, warn her. Where do we find that Va'avar is a language of announcement? Because the Pesach says, And they passed through a voice in the camp over there that they shouldn't bring any more gifts for the uh, base, for the Mishkan. So we see that Va'yaviru happened through announcement. So therefore Va'avar Ruach Kina is in order to announce for her that it should be uh, publicized, her Aveda that she does quietly, publicly. Reshlokish Omar, Reshlokish says, an Odom over Avera, a person does not violate a sin, unless a spirit of foolishness entered him. Shenemar, because the Posik says in Bamidbar Hey, with regards to the Isha Saito, the Posik says, Ish Ish Kisishte Ishtoi. Uh, the Torah is talking there a man's, if his wife tilts away from the ways of Tznius, and it uses the lotion of Tishta with a shin. Tishta Kisiv, it's written with a shin. And that means a spirit of folly, a spirit of foolishness, of Shtus that entered her mind. 
Now, what is Rishlokish? How does this follow the spirit of before? So some of our Shem want to learn that before we learned that the Ebrister Hashem publicizes the Aveda. Rish Lakish is coming to disagree and saying that it wasn't actually an Aveda, it was actually a Ruach Shtus that caused it to her, and therefore uh, there is no reason for Hashem Machris Begolui, uh, because it was a Ruach Shtus that entered, and it's almost an Onus, not his fault. Um uh, in uh, Hasidus, this Maimer Chazal is brought down many times in, in the Tanya and in the Kuntrus Umayin, uh, uh, the whole idea of uh, the Tishte Ishtoi. Uh, there's some other commentators that say that Reish Lokish was actually trying to talk about the man, that it's his Shtos for warning his wife because... Uh, we learned before that it's an Aveira to be Mekane, his wife, and that would fit with the opinion of Reish Lokish of before. But the Pashtus of the Posik Strasha of Kitishta Ishtoi is the Tishta is not the man, it's the wife whose Shtus, it's Tishta Ishtoi, his wife will do a Shtus, and her Shtus is that she is Nistra, we're not talking a violation of the of the man. The Pasuk is just saying in Odom Aveda that it's the person, uh, any person, but we learn that from the woman who is the one that's violating an Aveda and her Aveda is called a Shtos, not the husband uh, for for warning her. That's the Pashtab Shat in the Gemara. Why did, in the Yeshiva Rishma, they said, why did the Torah believe one witness with regards to a Saita if the one Ada says that she had a relationship with the person who she secluded with, that the husband warned her and she went into seclusion. And the Torah did not require two witnesses like we have in the whole Torah is because there is a basis for this to believe him to the witness that said that she was that the relationship. Now again, this believing is only believed that she would have to get a get and go out without a ksuba, and she would be ushered to the husband and to the one who uh, and to the one she had the relationship with, but not to uh, judge her like a regular nus for 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 misa for death penalty. Shadei, uh, so why is the why do we say the Torah believes in Shadei? Because the two witnesses that are testifying is Kinala. There is two witnesses that are saying that he um, warned her. Vinistara, and also she went into hiding. Either two Adam or one Adam, depending on the two opinions. But there is still two Adam for the warning, and at least one Adam for the hiding. and one witness testifies that she is stomach. So the Gemara asks, How does the Tana know that one witness is not believed to say that she had a relationship only if the husband has warned her, but not if he, if he just comes and says that she became Tommy? Maybe he should still believe to Asura. Because the Pasik, uh, uh, what that it says that he warns her, uh, that Pasik is written after she went into seclusion and after she has become defiled. Because the Pasik says, 
uh, the pasuk that talks about the Ovala that he uh, a spirit of uh, warning went over him. That's written the pasuk after v'hin nistar of because the pasuk from v'hin nistar of we learn that one witness is believed, and from the fact that we say that one witness is believed, it would mean that even if the husband did not warn her first, that uh, witness uh, is uh, believed to put her when it says. Uh, eight aimbos, two eight but one one eight is believed, as we said before, on 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 the base, Amadalev. So here we're saying, uh, base on base. So here we're saying that maybe even he should be believed, even if the husband did not warn her in the beginning. What answered Amalei? So he answered him. Abai answered to the pope. when the pos, even though the posik of Kinuis, Vavar, Posik of Kinui speaks is written after the Posik Veid Einbo, but Uvavar Ukvar Ovar that the Posik of Ruchkina is explained in a past that he already has had a spirit of Kina that he already uh, wanted. The Gemara says Al So now that you're saying that Vavar means that it's already in the past, so then when we say in the Posik Vavar Lachem Kol Cholutz that. Uh, which is talking about the Bnei God, the Bnei Ruven. Uh, they will pass for you. Hachinami uh, over here, we should also explain that he told it to them after they've already passed. He's giving them, telling them after Vavulachem. But Moshe has instructed them before they went ahead, before the Bnei, uh, Bnei God, the Bnei Ruven, before they pass. He's telling them they should pass. And he says, Vavulachem. But we're saying Vavar means that it already happened, that it's in the past. The Gemara says, in every place we explain the word Vavar according to the subject matter. Awesome with regards to the Bnei God and the Ruven. since it's written in the, in the continuation, the land will be conquered before Hashem, and then you will return to Shuvu, means in the future you will return Mashma, that means in the future. So therefore, when we say Vavar, is also Dilhaba, means... So if it said then the word vavar is dilhabo means for the future. with regards to if it enters your mind like it says that vavar and it will pass over for the future, and the pasuk is saying that after the tumustira that she was already prohibited. So the question is, So what's the purpose in warning? She is already prohibited upon him through believing the one witness. We say but we leave the one witness. So why is there need for him to be mekana? So it's obvious in the pasuk that the pasuk has to be explained in the past. In other words, that one edus is not believed to say that she was mezana and Ella, He would not believe that she had the relationship only in a way that the husband already warned her the other love in the past. We learned in Yeshiv Rabbi Shmuel, Ein Adam Mekaneli Ishtoi. A person is not warning his wife, Alimki Nichnas Aboi, unless it enters into him from above, a ruach, a spirit to warn. Shnemar, Vaavaral of ruach Kina, that a spirit of Kina will pass over him. Mekines Ishtoi. So it's uh, that he will warn his wife. So the Gemara asks, explains, My ruach. 
What kind of a ruach it says from above? A ruach will enter him. What kind of a ruach brings the person to warn his wife? Rabbanon Amri Ruach Tuma. Rabbanon said this is a spirit of impurity through the Satan who wishes to make him sin, that he should warn his wife and should come to a machloikis. Rabashi Omar Rabashi says, Ruach Tahara, a spirit of purity that because he hates promiscuity, and therefore he warns her. The Gemara says, It makes sense like the one that says that it's a spirit of purity, like, uh, like Rab Ashi, who explains that the Ruach, uh, that it means a Ruach Tahara. Because the Tanya, we learned in Abraise when it says in the Pasuk, the, he will uh, warn his wife. The Torah doesn't mean to say that it's an obligation of the husband to warn his wife if he suspects her, but Rishus, rather it's a permission, he has the right to disagrees, and he says that it's mandatory, the husband has to warn his wife if he suspects her. So the Gemara brings other proof. If you say, it makes sense that a person who warns is because it's a Ruach Tahara, because it's a spirit of purity that he wants to protect the the sanctity of the home, so then Shapit. Then we understand what the Machlokes is, whether he has to or he has a right to. But if you're saying that the person, the reason why a person is warning is because of the Ruach Tuma, is because of the spirit of impurity that enter him, is it then uh, possible, is it applied to say, there's a disagreement whether it's a, a right or it's an obligation, is it a right obligation, to bring in a spirit of impurity in himself. So the language of Rishus, that he has a right or an obligation for a person to uh, bring in a Ruach Tumah, of course we have to say that you're not allowed to do so. So from here we see that the Kinui comes through a Ruach Tahar, through a spirit of purity. The only question is, does he have to or he's allowed to? Gufa. Now the Gemara goes back to the words of the Bryce itself. He says that it means that it shows that it means that you can give it. Rabbi Shemal says that it's permissible for a person to uh, warn his wife if he is afraid that she might come to uh, do an avera with that individual. Uh, that's the opinion of Rabbi Shemal. Rabbi Kiva says that it's uh, an obligation of the husband to warn her if he suspects her. So the Gemara says that in a similar way, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva argued with regards to a Kohen who defiles himself to one of the relatives that died. Because the Pasik says, to his sister, the sister of the Kohen, he could be Metama. So the Torah doesn't intend according to, this is going to be the opinion of Ishmael, the Torah does not intend that he has to be metame to his relatives, but the Torah wants to say that it shows that it's permitted to be metame to them. This is the Rabbi Ishmael. 
This is Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. But Rabbi Kiva disagrees and he says Rabbi Kiva that it is a mitzvah, it's an obligation to be metamet to them. And the same achleikus we also find with regards to an evet kenani, with a slave, a non-Jewish slave that is owned by the Jews. So in the pasuk it says la'ilam bahem tavaydu that you should work with them forever. So the um, the meaning of it is not, according to Rabbi Yishmael, the Torah doesn't mean that you have to work with them forever, you're not allowed to free them, but it's a permissible to work with them forever. That's been Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Kiva says it's an obligation, it's a positive mitzvah to enslave the Abed Kanani forever and not to free him. The Gemara is going to explain the three machlikes. Others says that Rabbi Sharshia asked this to Rava Lema. Shall we say that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva argue with Rabbi all in all the Torah? They argue so with all the myths of the Torah, all the positive myths of the Torah. The Mar Omar Shus, the Mar Omar Chayva. This one says it's optional, and the one that, and uh, Rabbi Shmuel holds if he wants he can do them. There is no positive mitzvah that you have to do, Umar Omar Chayva and Abakiva, that's an obligation that you have to do. The Gemara says, Omar Leis, Abayi says, no. Everywhere it's like a mitzvah, it's an obligation, there's no question. But over Hocha, but over here, Bikrayi Pligi, in these Pesukim, Tafke, specifically in these three verses, Rabbi Yishmael disagrees and holds that they're optional because According to him, that's what's obvious from these pesukim. As opposed to all mitzvahs, he would agree that it's an obligation. So now the Gemara explains the first machlokes. He will warn his wife. It's a rishus. says obligation. So the Gemara says my time the Rabbi Yishmael. So what would be the reason of Yishmael? Because in all mitzvahs, I say he says when the Torah says you should do it, you have to do it. Here he says. The kinnis ishtay, it's only optional if he wants to. And he answers, Savalok Haitana. Because the Bishmal holds like the following Tana. The Tanya of Lezab and Yaakov Oimer, of Lezab and Yaakov says, Klapei Shaomro Toyra, since the Toyra says, Loisis Nasachikabul Vavcho, you shouldn't hate your brother in your heart, and it's prohibited to cause yourself to hate your brother Yochel, we would say that that applies to going zoo also in such a case, a person sees his wife going to seclusion with another person, it should be prohibited for him to warn her, in order she shouldn't hate him, so he's causing her to hate him Talmud Leima, the Pasuk teaches us the Pasuk says that a spirit of a uh, warning will pass over him and he will warn his wife. So in other words, that is permissible to warn her. And he does not transgress the prohibition of not hating. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel holds that you can't learn from the Pasuk that you have to warn her, but the Torah needed to write that it's permissible to warn her. And that you shall not, and you do not uh, transgress the Loisisna by causing her to hate you. But what other mitzvahs say, in the Torah, of course, you have to uh, observe them. There's an obligation to observe them. So the Gemara says, So Rabbi Akiva, from where does he know that it's a mitzvah to warn? But this Pasuk is needed to tell you that it's permissible to warn. So that you're not even on Lysisna. 
on causing to be hated? The more answer, the is an additional warning that the Pasik says. The Torah went again and wrote a second time, from the fact, from this, that the Torah doubled it and said it again, we learn that it's not optional, but it is a mandatory uh, that you have to, that it's a chavah, it's an obligation. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishmael. And Rabbi Yishmael, what does he learn from the duplication that the Torah says again, Vikine? And the Gemara responds that we cannot learn from the fact that the Torah said again the words, Vikine, that it's an obligation, because I did the Boyle Michtov. Since he needs, the Torah needs to write, Vihinitma'ah. That she was defiled and she wasn't defiled. Since the Pasuk says, to teach us that even if it's unknown, if she was, um, uh, she had a relationship or not, she's still prohibited in the Suffolk. So it says, so on. So the Torah goes, repeats again, and writes the words, and this is the usual custom of the Torah to duplicate like the Tanah Rabbi Yishmael as they learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael. The Tanah Dvei Rabbi Yishmael, for they learned the Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael, Kol Parasha Shenemrovinishnis, that any portion of the Torah that was said once and then it was duplicated again, Leinishnis Elo Bishvil Davash and Schadishba. It was repeated only because of something which was renewed by it, and we don't learn these from this duplication, from the fact that it's mentioned again, because the custom of the Torah is to repeat on the entire subject because of this Chiddush uh, that is, uh, comes up over there. And therefore Rabbi Shmuel holds that we can't learn from this that the Torah uh, repeated, and said the Kinei that he has to, that there's an obligation to warn, because the Torah needed to write Vilo Nitma of that even Mesophic has explained, and therefore the Torah spends again the Inevkina. Mashaikin Abakiva altered that second time is coming to teach you that it's a chayva from the first time Yitaka don't know because of Lesisla Sikhabulbecha, so the first time it's a permission, and then the, he does learn from the double that the second time is telling you that it's a chayva. Now the Gemara explains the second Machlok that it says that to her he should become metame that a coin is permitted to become defile himself to his relatives. Did Rabbi Shmuel? This is the words of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva says it's a mandatory. In other words, it's a mitzvah to him to be metame to his relatives. So the Gemara asks, my time with Rabbi Shmuel. So what is Rabbi Shmuel's reason that? In all mitzvahs I say, whenever we have a positive mitzvah in the Torah, he's obligated to fulfill them. But here he says it's only optional. And the Gemara says, we can't learn from the Pasik that there is an obligation to be metame because I did exceed. Since already it's written, Say to the Koyanim, the sons of Aaron, and tell them that they shall not defile themselves to a soul amongst their people, which means that the Torah has prohibited the Koyanim to defile themselves to uh, bodies, to their bodies. So the Torah needed to write that lo yitamo, that it is permissible for a koyin to be metame to defile himself to his sister and to all his relatives. But this is not a mandatory. So the Gemara says, if so, what about Kiva? So on the Rabbi Kiva, so how does he know that you're obligated? 
to be metamic. But this pasuk is needed to teach us that there is no iser uh, in this matter. So how does he know just that there is no iser because of... Uh, so how does Nebuchadnezzar know? So how does he know that there is an obligation to be metamic? The Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva holds that this part, this can be learned out from Ki'im L'She'eroi Navka. But with the exception of She'eroi, the Torah says you can be metame. And so that we know that from there, that L'She'eroi, the Torah says you can be metame. And since so, so Lo Yitame Lomoli, so why do we need the extra Pasuk to say that he could be Metameter? So why do the Torah have to say, again, Lo Yitame Lechayva? To teach us that it's a mitzvah for him to be Metameter's relatives. So the Gemara says, if so, Rabbi Yishmael, who holds that there's no obligation to be Metameter, what does he learn? What does he learn from the Pasuk, Lo Yitame? Because we learn from it that there's no Isur from the Pasuk, from the Pasuk Ibn Shereh. And the Gemara answers, Lo mitamei That only we learn from this that he can only be mitamei to her, to a whole her and whole body, but not to her limbs. That a koyin is prohibited to be mitamei to the limbs of their relatives, only to the whole body. Soita daf gimel omedays. Uh, page 3, side, uh, side B. So the Gemara asks for Rabbi Kiva, so how does Rabbi Kiva know that it's a mitzvah for a koyin to be metama to the relatives? But this pasik of lo yitama is needed to teach us that the koyin is not allowed to be metama to the evarim. Lo The Gemara says, Imkain, if so, that the pasik is only coming to teach us the halacha that you cannot be metama to her limbs, to live, that the Torah just write law, the Torah should say, and then we would learn that the halacha, that only law, but why did the Torah say law, why did the Torah add the words yitama, to teach us from here we learn that it's not Voluntary is not optional, but it's a mitzvah of the Kayan to be metame to his relatives. So the Gemara asks Rabbi Yishmael, so what is Rabbi Yishmael going to learn from the extra word Yitama? And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishmael holds that he can't learn from the word Yitama, that you have to be metame. Because I did the cost of law, cost of Nami Yitama. Since the Torah went back and wrote law to teach us that he cannot be metame to her limbs, he also went back and said, Yitama. Like the Tanah of Rabbi Shmuel, and because of the way Rabbi, they learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, the Tanah of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel learned Kaparosha Shenemra Vinishnis. Any passage that was said and repeated, like Nishnis El B'Shodavash Nis Chadish Boy, was not learned, but to uh, item that it was renewed. So the Gemara brings down like the Tanah of Rabbi Shmuel, the Tanah of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel learned Kaparosha Shenemra Vinishnis that any parsha. That was said, and then it was duplicated. Lenishnes, if not duplicated, but only for the new thing that was uh, came up in the second part that was necessary to write. And because of that, you write the extra word also. So since we needed the law, the so we already write the yitama. So therefore, that doesn't we can't learn out from the extra yitama. And that's why Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Shmuel, remains rishos. The Gemara explains now their third machloik is with Rabbi Kiva Rabbanon. 
that you can work with them for uh, forever. So that's Rishus, that was Rabbi Yishmael. Yishmael says that it's permissible to uh, work with the uh, Gentile a slave forever, but not as a mitzvah to work with him. Rabbi Kiva says it's an obligation to work with him forever, and it's prohibited to free him. So the Gemara says, my time is Rabbi Shmuel. So what's the reason Rabbi Shmuel? All of it says, he says you have to observe them. And here we're saying that it's only a voluntary if he wants to. The Gemara says, uh, because this Pasuk, we can't learn that it's a mandatory to uh, work with him forever. Because I did exist since it's written with regards to the seven nations, you shall not allow any soul to live. That's why it was necessary to write. So just to permit to work with them, it was necessary to write to say that that if one of the uh, nations uh, who has uh, had a relationship with a woman who is a Canaanite woman, and he gave birth from her son. So we would think that since the mother of the son is one of the seven nations, so he should be in the same category, you should have the same halacha like the seven nations, it should be prohibited to allow him to live. So that's why the Pasik was necessary to say, that you should work with them forever, to teach us, that you are permitted to uh, purchase him, and you're allowed to hold him, because with regards to the seven nations, we go after the father, and in this case, the father is not from the seven nations, and therefore, there is no Torah uh, saying to you, you're allowed. Um, the Gemara brings now the Braise that with regards to the seven nations, we go after the father, the Tanya. How do we know that if one of the other nations comes and has a relationship with a Canaanite woman, and they gave birth to a son that you're allowed to buy him as a slave, and he's not part of so you can buy him for an Evet, because the Pasuk says, also from the sons, that are Teshavim, the sons of those Teshav, that live with you, you can buy from them. In other words, that also the sons of other nations, Teshavim, they're only Teshavim. They came to settle in your land and they married women of the seven nations and they gave birth to sons. You are permitted to buy those sons for slaves. Since their father is not from the seven nations, so the Gemara says, Yochel, you might think, Afa Knani. The same thing should apply to a Knani, a man a Knani, Shabal Achas, Minho Umois, that it comes, has a relationship with um, with one of the nations, Vahilit Men of Ben, and give birth from her son, Sha'ata Rashai Liknoisubi that you should be permitted to purchase him as a slave, since his mother is not from the seven nations. Tamud Laimar. Therefore, the Pasik says, Asher Hailidu that they gave birth in your land. In other words, 
those sons that were just born in your land, but they didn't belong there, really. In other words, that their fathers are from the other nations, and they married women from the seven nations in the land, then you can uh, allow them to live and to purchase slaves of them. But but you're not allowed to buy uh, the, those children who are born to the fathers of the seven nations, that went to another land and they uh, married women over there and they brought their sons to live in the land because uh, we go after the father and the father is from the seven nations so therefore it is prohibited to allow them to live. So the word Karim means that they belong there, they live there, that they bring them back as opposed to Toshavim which means they come from somewhere else so the um, other, the men who come to Yisrael are the Teshavim you could buy, but the uh, children of the uh, Shiva Umois, they who come back to Eretz Yisrael, that's called the Gorim, because they belong there, they lived there. The parents lived there, the fathers lived there. The Gemara continues to explain the Machloikis of Rabbi Shimon of Akiva. So the Gemara says, if so, so we know Rabbi Akiva. So how does Rabbi Akiva learn from this passage that it's mandatory, that it's an obligation to slave, enslave the Abed Kanani forever, and it's prohibited to free him? But this passage needs to tell us that it's permissible to buy a slave whose mother is Canaanite and his father is from one of the other nations. The Gemara answers, me mayhem tikno nafka, the uh, permission to purchase a slave whose father is from the other nation, that can be learned from the verse, Mibnei ha-teishovim ha-gorim imochem mehem tikno, that you should buy from them. So he's going to learn this from the Apostle Muhammad, from the way the Braise learns it, the Braise that the Gemara brought down, it says, um, 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 so, um, on that passage, it says, Mehem Tikno, that it's permissible to buy an Eved, a slave whose father is in the other nation. Because it says, Shavim, like the Braise, quotes from the Braise that the Gemara brought down. But the passage of why do we need that? That's Lechayva. That is to teach us that you have to. Uh, uh, keep the Eved, a uh, Goyish slave, and it's prohibited to free him. So the Gemara says, if so, it's talking about Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael, who holds that it's not an obligation, why does he need the Pasuk, but the uh, right uh, to purchase an Eved whose father is from the other nation, we learn out from Behem Tikno. The Gemara answers, Bohem, that the Pasuk, Bohem, is that, that only with an Evet Kanani it's permitted to make him work, uh, uh, embarrassing work, in which you can tell that he's a slave. But not the but it's prohibited to have an Evet Ivri, a Jewish slave, work in such a kind of a service. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva. But Rabbi Akiva, who darshans from the Posik, La ilam bahem ta'avaydu, that it's obligation to serve, that he has to work. And it's prohibited to free him. So how does he learn, from where does he know that it's prohibited to work with an avidivri like with a 
like you are with a guy. The Gemara says ba'achichem. This this pasuk is that is 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 from the word achichem. Misayfa de kronafka from the end the end of the pasuk. The pasuk says the loyal tavaydu. Because the Pasik says Mufairish Bachem Bene Yisrael Ishbachibifurh. That in your brothers, the Bene Yisrael, a man and his brother shall not uh, work with him uh, with a laboring work like an Evanoch, like that you're allowed to. So the Gemara says, if so, but Rabbi Shmuel, so according to Rabbi Shmuel, why does he need to learn this house? And therefore he knows he doesn't have an extra Pasik for a Chaiva, uh, but we it's a fashion Pasik. Because the Isur, uh, so the more answer is like this. Yeah, the truth is that the Isur to work with an Eved Ivri, Naved is Perach, that you can recognize it is an Eved, is learned with backbreaking labor, is learned from the Pasuk of Achichem Bene Yisrael of the Goymer. Uh, Nevertheless, Rabbi Shmuel holds that the Pasuk of Tavedu did not come to teach us that you have to, it's an obligation to. Uh, keep the Abed Kanani and you can't free him. Because I did exceed Uvachem since it says and in your brothers, uh Nami Bohem and also right back. Since the Torah wrote it in by an Evidivri, Ubachem and Israel, that you're not allowed to make him work with Ragbeck and Labor, so the Torah wrote this din again. The Rabban Evid Kanani, Loi Lombehem Tavaidu that him, you are permitted to work with Avay Desperach. Like in the Tanya, the Rabbi Shmuel, for Rabbi Shmuel learned, the Tanya, the Rabbi Shmuel, called Parasha Shenem Ravinish, every passage that was said and repeated, like Nishni Sel Bashidavish Neschadishba, was not repeated only before the item that was renewed in it, as explained before. Om Rabbi Chisda, Rabbi Chisda, is Nusa Beveso, is Nus in the house, um, uh, extramarital relationships in a home causes the whole destruction of the home. Just like the worm that eats up and destroys the shumshima, the garlic. Anger in a house also causes destruction of the house. Like the worm for the Garlic and the Gemara answer and the Gemara explains the destruction of the house is only caused when it's by the woman when the woman is either has the extramarital relation or she gets angry because since she occupies herself in her uh, she's preoccupied with extramarital relations and she doesn't do the housework and. Uh, doesn't take care of the house. That's why the house gets destroyed. But by the man, we don't uh, we don't hold by this. It doesn't happen that the extramarital relationship or the anger of the husband don't cause the house the destruction of the house. says, but in the beginning, before the Jews sin with the sin of Arias promiscuous relationship. The divine rested with each one and one. Each one and one of their homes, as it says, that Hashem, God your God, who is walking amongst your camp, and the camp here is understood as your house. Once they sinned with the promiscuous relationship, 
the divine separated from them. Shenemer, because the pasuk says, You shouldn't see promiscuous matters, and he will turn away from you. So if the Jews sin with promiscuity, so then he turns away from you. Because the Shekhinah leaves. Oh, but Rabbi Shmuel Banachmeni says, Rabbi Shmuel Banachmeni, or Rabbi Yenis, Rabbi Yenis, Koloisa Mitzvah, one who does even one mitzvah in this world. So then that mitzvah, Mikad Matoi, Vaylechas Lafanov, it proceeds and announces before him. When he comes, Loyal Mabo, to the world to come, Shinemar, Vaholach Lefonecho, Tzidkecho, your righteousness will go before you. Chol Haivin Avedachat, Loyal Mazen, anyone who transgressed one sin in this world, that sin, Melap, Paftoi that surrounds him by and it goes in front of him for the day of judgment to testify, as the Pasik says, that the Avera will be wrapped around him, will go take him to Gehenna, which is a place of Toy. Blazer says that the sin that he transgressed, is tied to him just like a dog. Like it's written, Shinamar, as it's written with regards to Yosef, um, the wife, when when the wife of Petifar tried to persuade him to uh, be with her and do an avera with her, he didn't listen to her to lie next to her to be with her, and he learned from this that he didn't want to lishkav etzlo, he didn't want to lie in the in this world, in order to be with her because the Avera would be wrapped around, would be dragging would be, not I mean dragging after him like a dog that drags after the master the Gemara brought before from the Mishnah that one witness is believed to testify on a woman that she had an extramarital relationship after he had warned her and uh, after the husband warned her and she went into seclusion. Now the Gemara brings down the continuation of the mission over there. Tanan Hosom, we learned over there in the Mishnah, Shahoya Badin, we could have learned the Kavachaymer, that one witness should not believe that she had this relationship to answer her on her husband and on the ba- and on the boil and on the person she has a relationship, and she leaves the husband, she has to be divorced and goes to Aruksuba, Umo Eidu Sodishoina. And since we find that even the first testimony to testify that she had gone into uh, to testify that she uh, has gone into seclusion, that the husband uh, warned her that she should not go into him. That does not cause a, uh, uh, a prohibition on the husband forever, because... There is a way for her to get back to her husband if she is checked by the state of water and she finds out that she was kosher. We'll find out that she was kosher. And nevertheless, that testimony cannot be fulfilled with less than two ages. If there is no two witnesses that she went into seclusion, then she would not be prohibited on her husband. This is like the second opinion. Of the Braise and uh, and uh, the other in Rabbi Yeshua, so the latter testimony to testify that she 
had actually a relationship, that prohibits her eternally. For her husband, isn't it, uh, by right, isn't it that the testimony should not be uh, effective and not be fulfilled if it's less than two? So the halach is not so. That would be logically. But Talmud Leimah the Torah says there is no two witnesses. That there is no two witnesses, and we say but kol sheyeshba any witness. There is no two witnesses, but any witness that there is would make her tamei uh, uh, to her husband, and we believe that witness. If so, let's learn out the other way that for the testimony of her seclusion there should be sufficient one witness uh, one witness because since we see that the last testimony to testify that she has had the relationship which prohibits her an eternal prohibition on her husband nevertheless that is fulfilled with one witness accomplishes that the first testimony to testify that she had secluded herself this doesn't prohibit her an eternal prohibition because there is a heter, there is a later a permission to her husband if she is checked out by the site of water and she'll turn out to be kosher isn't it a kavachaymer that this should be fulfilled with one witness so we say no that's why the Torah says with regards to all erva, all uh, prohibited relationships you found in her an erva's dover there's another pasik with regards to many cases that a matter is decided by two or three witnesses so we learn just like the Dover, which is said with regards to monetary cases, we believe. Alpishnai made them only for two eighty Mafkan also with regards to the Erva, we only believe Alpishnai by two eighty and therefore you need two witnesses that she went into seclusion. And we don't learn from Akava Khaimer to believe one eighth. This is the uh, this is the words of the mission uh, from later on. Do we then learn out this din that one Aedis is not believed to uh, testify that she went into seclusion from the Xerah Shavar? But that's not we learned out from the Pasuk So we learn from it to testify that she uh, was mezane one Aedis believed but but not by the kinoi that you need two witnesses that the husband warned her and also with darshan and also not an hiding that you need to aid him that she uh, was uh, that she went into seclusion and the Gemara says and this limud we need the Tana needs to bring it um, so Therefore, Mibayla, so this Itana then needs to teach us this halacha from the Xer Shava Dover Dover, we learned from Ba. And the Gemara says, This is actually what the Mishnah holds and what the Mishnah is trying to say. That the Limo, the learning from Eidechad Deinenem on Al Stira is because Tamad Leimar Ba. Where do we know that he's not believed for this occlusion because it says Ba, 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 Ba,
But the Mishnah was talking about additional halacha. The tuma ba'alma below kinu below stira. How do we know that generally, without kinu out stira, when there was no warning and there was no seclusion, and one witness testifies that she had had an extramarital relationship, that he's not believed, but we need two. So what do we know this thing? Menolon. For what do we know this? The Mishnah answers nemar kan, because it's written with regards to an erva kimotza by ervas davar. It says the word davar with regards to primitive relationships. And later on, it says, with regard to monetary cases, so we learn the just like the Dover that said later on, we only believe Edim Shnaim, two witnesses, Afkan, also here with regards to this Erva, we only believe Edim Shnaim, two witnesses. Which is the first? Testimony which the Mishnah called Edus Stira. That's the testimony that she went into seclusion. What is the Edus that the Mishnah calls Edus Achroina? Zoy Edus Tuma. That's the testimony that she had had a relationship after he uh, warning and after she went into seclusion.